So while everybody is dealing with us and our technical difficulties, I always want to say please check out the Mentimeter. Uh, tell us how your week is going. I will go ahead and re-link both in the chat here. Um, I don't think it's working. What do you mean? That one wasn't. That one wasn't. The first link wasn't. So. Oh, it's not? Okay. Hey. So no, the second link able. works. Second okay, link works. Here we go. Able. Did you get a grip? I see Snoopy Snoop dancing. Make sure y'all use the second link instead of the first. Yeah. Use so, the second link. Yep. Link that just happened in the chat. So go ahead and check that out. See how your week is going. Uh, we will, may read them aloud on the show. Um, so yeah, I think it's kind of cool that we're just going through, um, just kind of experimenting with this new um, Mentimeter thing. So that way we can see how you guys are doing while you're here, how we are doing. Um, so Kylie, just for... <laughs> For the crowd in the back, can you reiterate how your week is going again? Remix, recap. Um, I got to do the tour at AMP, which is uh, Monterey's like production company for public access television. Um, it's where you come and you learn how to use their equipment. They teach classes on production, on editing, um, and really making sure that you know the public still has the capability for mass communication. Um, which is so important nowadays because we all know like all of our news channels are pretty much like the same scripted stuff um people if you're not like wanting to just dive into politics or cooking there's really not much going on like on our local ch channels anymore um so you know people are looking for content and they're looking for ways to connect with community um, and we're all about community outright, outreach. So I think um, this is like an exciting venture. Um, and especially because we meet so many like talented people um, to really start to like utilize some of these channels and kind of like breathe some life back into it um, and talk about like a great way of getting like representation. So it's like, if you don't see yourself in media, like go go create the media, you just go create it. Uh, so that that has been, one of the highlights of my week. I'm also here at the NorCal Renaissance Festival, hence the fancy garb. And I am working here doing massage. So finding ways to marry passions and money making <coughs> is great. So it's like the best Blessing. of both worlds. You get to work while Thank you play. You. Yes, blessings. Blessings upon you, sir. Oof, sorry about that. <laughs> sorry. Sorry for being a human and functioning humanly. Be human, be as human as possible. Uh, so my week is going great. I'm making lots of new connections. Um, and it's also really nice to kind of be in a space that like forces you to <clears throat> disconnect. Because <laughs> let me tell you, finding the Wi-Fi here, I'm like a good mile or two away from camp. Like it's great. <laughs> yes, yes. So Sounds that is like my week. Glad your week is going well. How's, how's your week going, Paris? Good. Um, I'm, I'm just busy with work and getting ready to go to San Juan and try to get all my ducks in a row and prepare to be gone for that long. And, uh, you know, doing all of those things. But other than that, just trying to uh, get my, my, I feel like my work life and my personal life is just I feel like I don't really have downtime. I'm just working or waiting to work. So I'm looking forward to getting this next experience out of my way because with a lot
some time for myself to get a lot of stuff that I have uh, in my first so, so how long is the flight to San Juan? Oh, about three and a half hours um, from me. Of course, my coworkers that are in California have, you know, ridiculous flights, but I'm like, welcome to my world where I have to fly over to Portland or to, to San Jose. Now y'all gotta come, you know, eat, and you'll see what it's like to be on the airplane eight hours and then have to work and do all the other things. So I'm happy that I get this little short three and a half hour. <laughs> from east coast to west coast honestly <laughs> yeah absolutely i'm like i can handle that it'll be fun i am looking forward to having a little fun i do have a friend coming and so it's uh it'll be interesting because i get a chance to have some downtime and and, and we used to be travel buddies a long time ago and uh i'm just you know i'm looking forward to spending time with with her and like working. But at least i'm like i get my friend with me you know so I'm so excited to have her join me for the meeting. Yes, yes. That sounds like it's going to be hopefully as good as a time as we can. Um, like, I know we've probably talked off camera about the concerns with with the state of Puerto Rico right now because of the hurricanes and stuff. So, exactly. Yeah, hopefully some silver linings happening. And then, uh, Grayson. How you doing, yes. bro? <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm <laughs> having a street fighter match with my son. I'm doing great. <laughs> I can't tell if it's the same kids that you're throwing down or if they're alternating. No, um, Grayson's actually watching Paw Patrol. That's his joint. But um, Abel's having like a, me and him are having a street fighter match to see who deserves uh, the title. I'm winning. <laughs> but um <laughs> That's right, stay vigilant, but, King. You are winning. <laughs> say hi, Abel. Hi, hi Abel. Hi. Hi, hey. <laughs> I heard that. Adorable. Yeah. We will definitely get to Grayson's album in just a second. Um I will share a little bit about how my week is going. Um I recently attended the Portland Gaming or Retro Gaming Expo uh, over at the Oregon Convention Center. It was pretty tight. Um, as someone who organizes events as well as um, attends many events, I I will say that this was pretty organized and pretty well done. I applaud uh, the organizers for getting the just getting the layout the way that it was. Everything was easy access. You didn't have to like travel up mountains to get to certain panel rooms. Um, it was. It was a good time. Um, a couple of the panels that I will highlight, um, just for the sake of um, that I didn't get to see them when they came to Mad West, but now I had the chance to see them in a different format over at the Retro Gaming Expo. Is one of them was uh, Nintendo Nintendo. Uh, it's a game show panel uh, conducted by Curtis. Um, Kurt Dog is how he goes by. So if you guys want to go to his website, it's I believe it's www. Ooh, look at me going back into the 90s. www.kurt.dog.com. So it might work. I think that's what would Kurt do? <laughs> what would Kurt do? Yeah, what would Kurt do? Yeah, 
Kurt did. Um, he, he did a fantastic job with like, you know, working with like the many, um, I think the age diversity in the room. Um, folk, lots of folks are eager to play his games and do the trivia. Um, we, we, I would say that both uh, Cash and I, because I went with Cash, Cash just had such a grand time. Like he was just like really eating it all up. So like it was just really cool to see the like nostalgic factor of that panel, plus like all of the like random games where you're like, oh my god, I haven't played that game since I was six years old. So it was really cool to see that in his panel. Um, and then I also went to, I attended the Extra Lives panel, um, which is a choose your own adventure game. And they use elements from different games back in the 90s, such as the old Final Fantasies um, and the um, Captain Falco game. I can't remember what it was called, but you're racing or whatever. But anyway. Oh, F-Zero. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, so they use some elements from there and you get to vote on what direction you want to go in the story. So again, it was the first time that I saw Extra Lives, even though they were at Mad West. But as you know, since I was doing uh, programming, uh, coordination that I didn't have a chance to like slow down and get to attend those panels. So it was just really cool to like reunite, reunite with those folks um, and um, just attend a really good con. Um, so that's something that I would like to come back to next year. I get that convention 10 out of 10 because that was fantastic. Um, let's see how other folks are doing today. Um, let's see, we had a message here with, you know, Snoop Dogg doing the Crip Walk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I see that I am squaring, freezing my eggs so I can have more gamers and less gangsters. <laughs> that was me because I just wanted to put something Whew. fun. <laughs> that was that was very. I was like, is Tika on the podcast? <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> I had to do it. It was just like, today gotta put that out there. I had to do it to them. Uh, yeah, no, I. It, Gamers not a gamers. I'm a gamer not a gangster. That's your tagline, Jason. Yeah, Abel know it'll pop the chain. Yeah, it looks like Abel's playing games with you over there. So um, definitely not a gangster. Gamer not a gangster. G and a G. Gotta get it in. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> looks like someone had a long stressful week. A lot of unnecessary bullshit, but wrote new music. So can't complain. A music is healing, especially when you're in the deep sides of it. Um. IT has been collaborating on stuff. I did see that prior to the show uh, with Megaran in it and Will Skills was the opener. So like, lots of good shit going on in the music world. Love to hear it. And we'll hear more from Grayson because he was at the same show yesterday. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Octopus, October Puss Tour. And October it was my son's first concert, I think, as a as being old enough to he ran in concert, so he has a new favorite rapper now that took his top spot. So MC Lars, I'm sorry, you've been knocked out of the spot of number one rapper in this household. Now. <laughs> sorry, Lars. <laughs> sorry. It's over. Lars is over there uh, busy, too busy making a family, so he can't. Yeah. He can't do, I'm just joking. That's rude. Again, We're right? all parents in these days. <laughs> I was like, niblets. We adopt all the children. Yes. <laughs> yeah, now that I think about it, there's more nerdcore parents than than I thought, like, over the last few years. Like, yeah. I, I love to see it, seriously. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, like Lars is a dad, Megaran's a father, Kraus, you're a mother. You're a full ass mother. <laughs> you're a full on mother. We, yeah. You've been raising these kids on the internet and in band and in everything. Y'all only knew how many sons that I give birth to. That's why I told y'all Supreme Court had to do this because it was for me. They were like, we're tired of sending so many people. It just has to end. Yes, has to end indeed. Mother, I, mother has arrived. Can I talk about a new feature that we're doing for the podcast real quick? Yeah. Yes, please. So sorry, Grayson. I know we're like stalling here. Uh, <laughs> oh, you're okay. <laughs> As you see, um, having a fight in my life. Um, <laughs> stop! Stop, Abel! So, stop! Chill. We got, we got an advice column. Oh my goodness. Lady Blurge gives good advice, maybe bad advice, or maybe generic advice, because sometimes you don't need the whole, like, embellished, uh, what's the word I'm calling it? Not embellished, like, preamble about behind the advice. Maybe you just need something, like, straightforward, like, life is a box of chocolates, and that's all you need to know. Um, but anyway, brush your teeth. Brush your teeth, yes. <laughs> your breath stank. Um... <laughs> So we got we got an advice column. Da, 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 da. The good, the bad, the generic is what is our working title right now. Uh, you Oof. can submit a story. Uh, it can be long or short. We can read them aloud on the show, and we will also keep your identity anonymous if you so wish. But try not to use a fake identity. We don't want to put people on blast who are submitting stories, but they didn't really because someone decided to be cheeky. So keep it fun, keep it light. Uh, don't be that guy that makes that causes us to make a new rule. Um, but anywho, good advice looks like Lady Blue are coming from a place of care, meaning that we care about you and um, we just want to make sure that we give you the best advice that we can. Uh, bad advice means that maybe sometimes B just might say something that is like, you know, you can just go to hell and just deal with it. Or you are the asshole. Or <laughs> or it could just be something like, yes, you can drink the cursed lava that comes out of the volcano. That's a good idea. Uh, so if you pick bad advice, it's supposed to be ironic. It's not supposed to be something that is um, good for you um, if you like that type of um, care for yourself. Human, uh, um, you're trolling. Yes, I'm trolling. I'm trolling. Like, I got a little double ear. Um, generic advice. Believe in yourself. Believe it. Uh, what other it's things? Have... <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. I'm a do me. Like, just generic advice. It's not, we don't it's need to make it me. any more than what it is. So, um, sometimes uh, what life gives us is the answers that we may seek. So, if it's something that's already figured speech, we may just say it for you if you so choose. So what's kind of nice is there's an area where you can submit your story, give yourself an alias, and then you also get to pick the advice you seek. So that means we're not just going to give you bad advice over a serious situation. You get to tell me if I want to give you bad advice, or <laughs> we get to, you get to tell us if you need something to, like short and generic, or we get to spend a little bit of time on your subject. So. I have a feeling one of these might be popular, but it'd be nice to make sure that we mix it up every so often. So, I will send y'all the link. I can see you actively doing this. I did try to create a command, but guess what? It did not sync up the way that I wanted it to, so we're just going to deal with me doing everything manually. So, uh, what is it called? The good. The bad. The ugly. And the generic. Choose your own advice hey. adventure. Let's go. 
right, so we will read these um, at the end of the show when you submit them. If there's no responses, that's okay. We can always defer this to next week and advertise this on our social media. So I think that's that's uh, a good use of time while we are all listening and getting engaged here. So, Grayson, what's up, hey. dude? You are here today with us on a holy Sunday. It looks like it's family time. Uh, yeah. Abel is doing the thing. Uh, <laughs> well, that's Grayson. This is oh. actually Grayson. Oh, that one's Grayson. My bad. My bad. Yeah. No, nah, it's cool. This one's. It happens. <laughs> I try to figure out, like, when I'm looking at them, yeah. I'm like... They have the same braids and everything, so... Yeah, sometimes I think, now that you say that, that one's Grayson. So Grayson looks more like you, whereas Abel looks more like Tika. Yes. 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 <laughs> Yeah. What's up, buddy? Yeah, see, like, look at that look. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Is that right? He even yeah. hear you, he do. <laughs> That's so funny. All right, yeah, so you released a new project, my dude. It sounds like ego Thanks. raps, but good ego raps because it boosted your ego, and you are the hero of your saga, my friend. Uh, tell us oh, about man. it. So, um, Hero Saga is the recent album that I just dropped on my birthday, October 10th, um, Monday. Guys, chill, chill. Um, Hero Saga is part of the, I think it's the final part of the Identity Crisis series that I did. So last year, for those who don't know, um, I dropped three projects, um, part two and part three. Hey, boo, come on, it's okay, it's okay. They're good albums, okay? Um, and it's good for you. <laughs> so part one was named M80, and each 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 part of the series is a project that was made with a specific producer or beat maker. Um, and so part one was M80 that was made with Rocky K. Um, Abel, stop, stop, stop. Abel, relax. So it was made with Rocky K. Oh man, you're okay. He's just upset. Give me a second. One second. Come on, come on. Yeah, you're okay. All right. So, part one was made. Uh, M80 was produced by Raza K, which was like a M80 is actually my original original name. Like when I was freestyling in New New York before I started recording. So, a lot of people from my childhood knew that nickname. So that was a callback to that. So the whole sound was like a New York sound of beats and you know it could be drill boom bap etc into that sound as to where the part two was called maverick which for most of y'all that have met me in the in the genesis of my career you're always upset buddy come on chill it's okay we'll get chinese after this um uh basically um maverick was produced by uh natsu fuji um, Masu Fuji for the majority of my career uh, has been a big component in you know, songs and, and things that I've created that I really like, songs that I still perform to this day. So Maverick being produced by him made a lot of sense. And then part three was Back to Bloodhaven, which is 
basically the project for Nightwing, for those who know who Nightwing is and how it spelled it so horribly. Um, and Don't give yourself more credit, my friend. Just give yourself more credit. <laughs> it's, it, was a, it, was a, it was like I was trying to be conceptual with that name, and then I kind of went way left, and I was like, oh, okay, I see why. No one can find me right now. Oh, my, oh, they spelled it crazy. Oh, they called me NY Texan. Oh, no, it's this is okay. awkward. I actually yeah. called you Night Thing one time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or Night I was like, I can't even be mad at nobody. Yeah, Night Thing. Oh, and so many names. So many other names. <laughs> but um, but Back to Bloodhaven was um, basically the sequel to Welcome to Bloodhaven. Um, so it made sense that the sequel would coincide with the identity of Nightwing. And each of those projects was, I feel like, conceptually and production-wise matched that era of person I was. And aside M80, M80, I never got to record, but if I was M80 and I stayed in Brooklyn, I feel like that's the sound I would be having. Um, and then now we're at Hero Saga, which is the representation of Grayson. And the title um, going on Hero Saga is because for anybody who has had the time to listen to the majority of my albums, I always try to have a Hero Saga song every few times. So currently I have like, it's probably seven different Hero Saga songs. Um, so like one, two, three, four, then there's Origins, then there's the letter. Um, and so when I was thinking about making a title for the one that's representing of the, of the man you see today, I'm like, no, it's Hero Saga, but let me make this different. So I kind of wanted to speak on my journey because I'm 10 years in officially now, and yeah, a lot has been happening. Yes. Yeah, so we I made it. We are going to give you the applause, the applause, the applause. That's that's incredible, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Ray's here for ages. Yeah, so, <laughs> so while making this project, a lot of things have happened, you know, like being at MAGFest, um, getting more bookings and shows, um, meeting up with well, so many people are reconnecting with other people that I've came up with in music and them, you know, having that moment of people telling me, yo, I'm really proud of you. I'm really happy for you. Yeah, I, I seen you when you was doing this and now you're doing this and we're so happy. So it was a lot of emotion building up to this project. So as for like, you know, the first song called Press Start, you know, since because a lot of people have heard me do a song called Press Start, but it was for the NPC, no, not NPC, um, the VPC competition, okay. but that was for the competition as in directed at a certain person. But um, basically, I wanted to make a song <laughs> talking about like basically, hey, well, stop hey. smacking Grace and Jesus Christ, but um, Grace and Run, just run, bro. Um, <laughs> Just run, bro. Just run, bro. Just, just, just Gray just got off the bed. He's like, I'm tired. Abel, are you upset? Okay, good go. Okay. Now Abel's crying. Like, he got smacked. But, um, but basically, um, you know, Press Start was kind of like, I think it was a good entry, intro to this, uh, album, you know, talking about, basically, it was a it was a note to myself, but also to anyone that might be listening, because I've realized now, because of all the success that I've been having, a lot more people are noticing and listening to the shit that I'm saying, and I want to make sure that when I say things, I'm helping people out, 
That way they have an easier time getting to where I'm at, or if not beyond me. Because um, in the end of the day, it helps out the culture that we're in. Mm-hmm. So Press Start was kind of a call to like, you know, you, you don't know what can happen unless you do it. Um, and then the second track, uh, Finishing Freestyle, because um, the beat is produced by Not To Engage. So virtually, um, you know, I was just rapping on that, talking about a few things that was on my head. Um, you know, one bar we was talking about, like people using my name to get get uh, some type of fame or whatever they want to call it. Um, and then going on to the next one, um, the next song, Community. Oops, I can see me. Okay, um, Community is directly me talking about the community that came up with online that where I met Nasu Fuji, where I met uh, Raza K, where I met Louis Pierre Beats, and where I met Gage, which I, if I forgot to say, Hero Saga is produced all by Gage. And the reason why Gage is the person I chose to do this one mm-hmm. um, is because for one, uh, I feel like every song I've done with Gage, I did a, a spectacular job throughout my career. And not only that, um, Gage is the first producer internet-wise that gave me a chance to use a beat. Because, you know, like, when you start out, you don't really know. No one tells you you can just lease a beat. There wasn't a Beat Stars back in 2012. <laughs> or if there was, no one knew about it like that. You know, you just had to find a link to the person and see what you can do. And he gave me a chance, and he's been rocking me ever since. So we made this project. So as, as um... I was making every other song, you know, I made Icon in in aspects of, it's a, if I call it an allegory, I don't know if that's the right term, but, um, you know, I made it originally, you know, because the Final Fantasy 16 game was coming, and I wanted to make a song to that beat, because I had it for so long, but at the same time, as I was writing and making it, I, I started seeing the, uh, the metaphor within it of being being a monster for people that you care for like being protective of them but those people don't really care for you the same and then as the song progresses as you listen to it is me realizing that and becoming like loving myself but not retaliating just saying yo leave me leave me alone just get away from me and kind of get into the end of that song you know i don't know the exact able Come here, Abel. It's okay. Come yeah, here. Come I, I want to say, like, identifying the pain in, in, like, interpersonal relationships is, I think, a big key in a lot of, like, rhymes, right? And so, <laughs> and how to express that in a way where it's like, if this happened, and my music is a is a form of finding a release that I've, that I've, it's not that you want to accept it per se, but it's more so like, this is what's happening and this is what I, how I feel. And this is the best way that I can release that tension because even mm-hmm. talking to the people who are part of the problem don't, are not receiving me the way that I would hope that they would have. And I think human beings are very complex that way, right? Where it's like, you hope to be received a certain type of way, but it's never aligned based off of like what you may have envisioned in your mind or what you thought the relationship was. So I just wanted to give you that. Um, no, yeah, because that. that's, yeah, because that's, that's literally the entirety of 
of my music, if any any song that I make, any verse that I talk about, um, is I'm talking about my life. You know, I, I sometimes I metaphorically like, you know, put it by, um, I guess I could say by proxy about whatever character I do because I do a lot of YouTube stuff. So like this oh, month alone aside, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, but like you know, it's always people that I I, I can like resonate with, you know, because it's like that's what you like about a character, you know, like a lot of people like Killmonger because they feel the same about what Killmonger was thinking about. Maybe not to the extreme that he was going to, but in a sense, you can see why he got into the way he got into when it came to the Black Panther movie. So for me, when I make my music and I put it out there, the first person I, I need to like it and love it is myself in general, you know, so as I'm writing and as I'm thinking about it, you know, whether it's the hook, whether it's the bars and the metaphors and the internal rhyming and every every skill set that I find proud and that I would like from other artists, I try to bring the best ability myself as I make it. Yeah. So and I, at the same time of being honest. Yeah. I have a I actually have a question. Faris, uh you are a hip hop artist as well. And I was wondering yes. like do you feel that you kind of go in very similar avenues or what avenues do you go into when it comes to like writing your music and kind of like extracting your experience into a more poetical form? Um, oh, yeah. some, My bad. some comment first, cause I, you might, you've been saying basically what I do. So I'm curious. Um, yeah. I'm- so, so when I make, when I make anything, um, you know, especially when it's the albums, I de- I really deep dive within myself mm-hmm. and the experiences that I've had because, you know, it's like I'm not really fond of, of like, you know, exaggerating you can do, but I don't even like going that far of it because it's like I'm living a cool enough life to talk about where it's entertaining because a lot, of, you know, for me, you just going to give me the Starburst? All right. Um, but, um, but basically... Um, it's like like me having my kids or me being a father, me going to work, me doing shows, me doing everything I do, wearing the different hats that I have, me, me having my snapbacks, me being able to take care of my family, me taking uh my little brother doing things as of dancing for the Brooklyn Nets and stuff like that. It's like I've been blessed to have a very interesting life that I like to talk about because I know online, um, everyone could get confused thinking that if you're not doing this certain thing in this genre, you're not you're not on a yacht, you're not on a private jet, then no one wants to hear that. But it's like, no, some people want to hear how your day is going. Some people are interested in your life because they actually care about you. Or they're nosy, which either way, you can listen. Um, Here's my so book. Here's my album. Yeah. If you want to know things about my life, here it is. Other than that, stop yeah, you want damn question. Yeah, <laughs> like, like you wanna, you wanna. It's like, for instance, like in the free, in the finishing freestyle, which I think, I think as time goes by, or at least after I say it, they're gonna catch the bar, obviously, because I'm saying it. But I said like, stop supporting all these rappers that grooming little kids. Like I it's like, oh, it's so random well, why you say that. Or oh I said uh I said watching the racist watch this uh, while I'm watching a racist rap is like um seeing Frieza Black or something in that in that way. <laughs> you know, I did that reference because you know, well we know we know where I came from. But it's like, oh well, cause then when people ask, 
hey, what do you think about this, Grayson? Oh, you should listen to this song here. You know, this stanza here, this time frame. And Stop then again, because... <laughs> You should have an FAQ of Grayson and it's like, you want to know about me? Like, these are the most common questions that I receive. Here is the song that is relating to that question. Please refer mm-hmm. to the following. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, sometimes, um, especially with politics of how you go about being on the internet, because I've had those, I've had a lot of those where any type of conversation, you can't you can't outrightly just say how you feel, at least on like tweeting it, because then you might it's gonna get misconstrued, or you don't have enough characters to type out to say everything you need to say. So in the music in the song, you know, depending on how long the beat is, I could have a whole song. Like I did a video a few months ago called Free. It was off my last project Toll, and even though it was shorter. The song was about how I felt about everything that was happening, you know, with race relations and Black Lives Matter and how I felt on it because I didn't get the chance to go in on that around a time when in 2020 when everything was happening because I had my kids and, and COVID was happening. And so when I finally got to touch on that, I was being super blunt. Um, but, you know, that's the avenues I go into of that aspect. It's like just me. I think this is a good transition into our next segment. Uh, Kylie, you brought up this uh, this area of power, wisdom, and courage, which I will go ahead and show on the podcast, or on the uh, stream, excuse me. It's like emotional intelligence 101, remaining calm. I feel like, Grayson, that you've been kind of talking about a lot of ways of how you've been kind of like recentering how you receive feedback, especially when the feedback is not super great. Um, and you're just like, this is what I do. This is how I handle it. I don't have to pop off. I don't have to get mad. I just have to like tell you what it is. And sometimes it's what you just said. You have to say things bluntly um, to just get to your point instead of just having to go like rah, rah, I'm mad and like break shit and like have to like be super aggressive, um, which is something that I feel like with a lot of us who are people of color, like we're always associated with our aggression and not really with how mindful we can be when it comes to responses, which we do have that bone in our body to do that. Um, so Kylie, mm-hmm. do you wanna kind of introduce us into this discussion point? Sure. Um, so I think that this is like a conversation that really deserves some depth because it's part of a maturing process, right? I think this is definitely one of the ways that I decide how I will deal with someone is like deciding what level to meet them at, like how emotionally intelligent are you? Meaning how cognizant are you of your own emotions and your own ability to filter out like what you're feeling and how to communicate that in an effective way. But then also it kind of lets you know at what point like are you wasting your time? And um, at what point are you expending energy to your own detriment? when somebody is coming at you sideways. And if you are emotionally intelligent enough to decipher whether or not this person's whole goal is to get you out of your calm space, to to make your nervous system active, to get you in a state of fight or flight, or to get you to to act out violently so that you can you know, be framed as the person in the wrong, if you can kind of peep the game, so to speak, then your reaction will be 
more to what benefits you. So I think um, that's such a pressing conversation to have because so many, and it's it's sad, but like so many um, systems are set up here, especially in the United States to punish people for reacting um, to slights against them. And it's like, it doesn't matter who was the initial aggressor, right? As long as the person who is the loudest or the most identifiable, the most othered is typically going to be the one who's seen at fault. So um, this is a conversation that just, I feel keeps people safe. So let's open the floor with that is like protecting your own personal safety with emotional intelligence. How did you come to that? What was your maturing process like in that? Um, for me, uh, especially of recent, um, me, me and uh, V was talking about it right before the stream. But basically, I've, I've, I've always identified and known what the biggest I'm gonna call it a cancer. The what the biggest cancer was in my life that made me every every negative thing low key like it kind of connected. Um, and it's kind of like, when I realized what that was years ago, you know, I was like, okay, it's cool. It's in the past, what it rock, you know what I mean? And it's like, if, if this thing brings up again, I know how to root it out and cut it out the way I need to. And I have no concerns of the consequence of it because it's like, all right, this is what I have to do because honestly, um, which also is realizing Oh, um, why didn't no one else do this? Oh, okay, cool. I just, I guess I got it too. It's no problem. No problem. Like, I think Prowess and V, since they, because we're going to eventually meet, but um, in face to face, but when they first met me, it would take a minute. Like, I'll be joking and laughing, but it'll take me a minute to, like, even take compliments from people. Because absolutely true. I would, that yeah, is absolutely it's true. Like, <laughs> I would just be sitting there, like, what? What? And I'd be like, Oh yeah, because it's like my upbringing, you know. There's, you know, not even a bunch of people. Just a person that's supposed to be an important component is the cancer, and when that happens, that means just like it, 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 it creates a lot of uh, anxiety, anger issues, stuff like that. And as I grew up and realized everyone's not like this, everything that my mom warned me about, ironically, was this person, and. Is not everybody else. So it makes it like, I guess the metaphor I would say for my anger is some people's anger is like a grenade or a shotgun. They get mad and it kind of shoots out at everybody instead of at the person or thing that is exactly the issue. And me, it's like, I'm a sniper. I'm exactly mad at that thing, at that person, that person. And I need to handle that so it doesn't spread out to anyone else because it's not fair to everyone else. Um, because then you're just transferring the negative energy to other people. Um, so with me maturing is making sure I know how to stand my ground, making sure I know how to stand my ground for my friends. Cause that came easier than standing my ground for myself. Um, yeah. and making sure that once it's done, it's done. Or if it's not done to be like, Oh, I'm gonna handle that later. I'm going to handle that later. I'm not going to change my energy on that. When that situation happens, it'll get handled and then it'll be done. In the meantime, since that's on pause, life keeps on going. Because right. the thing I was talking about last week, it happened last week, but then my birthday's Monday. I celebrated my birthday. It was with my family. Got to stay home from work and showed out, dropped the album. It was good. Uh, got to catch up and do other interviews. Got to do a show last night with Rand in front a lot. 
seeing Schaefer, seeing Red, uh, Red Tank and Crazy in the Brains and and just being in Brooklyn, um, you know, life goes on. And you can't be stuck in that or try your best not to be stuck in that. Because, you know, they're not, they're not life. Or that person's not life. That issue's not life. It's just a moment in time. Yes, I, I appreciate that. I do remember meeting you at MagWest and you're just like, huh? Like, yeah. oh, it's not, you're like, <laughs> no, man, it's not. I remember you trying to like just bat the compliments and I think I was there and it was like me and I think Ronan was standing near me or something like that and we were just all talking and like you were just, and we were just like, no, bro, like you're, you're dope. Like, what the heck? Um, and yeah, like I, I really like how you have noticed that there are people who are just naysaying you or finding ways to like be aggressive to you because of like, you know, just, I'll say it bluntly myself, like just being jealous and just being out of pocket. Um, and so I just really appreciate that. Like you, you know what it is, you know what the source is, like you don't have to like sit there and like, why are they acting like this? I can't imagine, like I thought we were homies. Right. Um, so Paris, I just want to like pass the torch over to you. What's your take on like handling like with kind of just protecting your peace and all this stuff. I think I like a lot of what Grayson and Kylie have both said on, for me, I think that having to know who you are at all times, right? It's sort of, it's interesting in, in contrast to uh, Grayson sort of talking about, you know, the uh, identity crisis series and, and Dick Grayson's identity crisis. Cause I mean, I feel like we all go through the moments in our life where we have, we're, we're no longer kind of, we're outside of the shadow of protection. And then you kind of have to step into your own, you know, your own space of where, who am I going to be? What am I going to propel? What am I going to believe? How am I going to move forward in the world? And sort of knowing who you are is an important part of that. Knowing what your triggers are, knowing what your, um, knowing the good parts of your your personality that that make us human and the bad parts that make us human and being able to really understand those things and um examine you know what traumas you have and what kinds of of failures you've had what kind of successes being able to really think about that as you're presenting yourself because people do exploit those things so how do you sort of have uh the human development piece and then i think course like as the heroic narrative like where do you where do you go into being a heroic narrative what is your heroic narrative and sometimes it's just really conquering where you are in the space that you're in right now how do you draw inspiration and motivation and what are those moments that are like that uh help to ground you you know is, is that your family is that your your loved ones whatever friends whatever those those things are it could be shows it could be material it could be fiction um, but what are those heroes or those moments or successes that you are able to draw from that help you get through a lot of those things? And of course, like I said, just being able to find out what you're, what you're made of and how you're made of it, because really, you know, people are going to press those buttons and, and your loved ones press those buttons sometimes more than anyone, because they know them a lot more, you know, the more intimate someone is with you, the more, you know, your, your family or your your significant other can push those buttons better than anybody. So it's being able to know where you stand and how you stand and be who you are, you know, in all, in all those moments. Yes. 
Yes, 100%. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, what my take was on, on this. Like, I am very much so on the side of, like, don't fucking play games with me type of person. Like, right. if I set a standard of, like, I, like, for example, like, let's say, like, event planning, right? If I set the standard, like, this is the date, this is the time that I need folks to be there, this is the the time that is for preparation for us to get things set up, to have a plenty of time so we're not rushing. Like, I have a very systematic mindset of, like, how to get things done. And then when folks come into my space being like, I want to be a part of this, I want to help, I want to be able and willing. And it's like, that's fine. But please make sure that you respect the outline that I'm trying to provide here. So then that way we can accomplish something great and we accomplish something great comfortably. Um, where I feel that I often have my temper pushed is when someone challenges that because they don't see or want to align with my standards. Um, and so if like a key person shows up, you know, late, or if a key person is not there and I don't hear anything or I don't hear anything that's going on, like the backstory, like. Like, I always try to, like, give grace to, like, if someone's going, enduring an emergency, right? Like, obviously, if that person's not there, like, we have to do, like, a slight adjustment and, like, make the thing work. However, it's, like, I feel like not as prepared as I try to be. And when there is room for little adjustments, there's always, like, a bunch of nuance that happens where it's, like, wow, that person really did not respect me. Um, I feel disrespected because I really laid it out for them to make it very clear. And then like when things happen um, and they're not communicating with me, I feel that as much as I try to keep my cool in the moment and if I don't receive an apology or a little bit of like, hey, I'm so sorry. Like, I know this really impacted your day and like this sucks and like, blah, 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 or like some accountability that is expressed to me. And I'm not saying like, you have to like bow down and kiss my ass. Like, I'm not saying that, but what I am saying is like, when I have things kind of like lined out and like, it's just, there's like disruption or, and I get worried being like, okay, so what's the next steps if we can't adjust? Like I feel disrespected. Um, and so I just don't know what to do sometimes because it's like obviously like lashing out at somebody and screaming and hollering and all that stuff. That's not the, that's not the move. Cause I know that's not the move. Like, I don't think anybody deserves like someone screaming at them when mistakes happen. Like I, I don't see that, but I do try to like very clearly say like, because of this impacted this and I feel this, like, it's just, trying to find a systematic way of just like expressing that because it's like, like, it's like one of those things, like I'm like, what is going on? Or another situation that recently happened to me is that sometimes people will do things to try to dox you and it's not exactly palatable. <laughs> and doxing has been like a, what, it's not like a new thing, but it's a more revamped thing recently where folks will go out of their way to ruin your experience by dropping gems with people about how this person is and like kind of just throwing in toxic shit. And what will happen is if they're working, if they're working that language with somebody who 
is not exactly emotionally intelligent being like, oh, that's fucked up, man. Like, fuck that bitch, you know? Like, that person who they're doxing doesn't have a chance to, like, really defend themselves. And so when, like, aggression starts to happen towards that person, when that person's in the middle of a vulnerable state, um, which is what I felt like I was in, like, I felt that there was an intentional means of trying to dismantle what I was doing to make me feel some type of way because that person gained power from it. And I think with like me trying to keep my cool, like I did my best, like Kylie saw it. I did my best to keep my cool. Um, but it's one of those things of like, why are you- You did great, you did excellent. (laughs) Yeah, but it's like, why are you here to play games with me, intentionally play games with me, knowing that I'm in a state of vulnerability and I can't cater to you right now, but you're over here trying to fuck with my environment, which in reality was not the move to do because I had actually more supporters in that environment than that person anticipated. And so it just sucks when like, even if you're the one who's being attacked or like you're the person who, I'm not gonna say victim because victim, the word victim sounds like you're gonna be pitied, right? Like people are supposed to feel sorry for you. And that's not what I want. What I want is, is like, where was I going with this? Like what I, what I feel is like I was attacked, but I feel like I was a very sturdy person to be attacked because I'm not going to start screaming and hollering and talking shit because I see something misaligned because that's not what I'm going to fucking do. So it's just a matter of like, I got to tap into my network, talk to my friends who I know who are my friends. And then I have to like, kind of do like a quick little like session if they're available for it and just be like, am I fucking crazy? Or is what, what's going, like, am I over overreacting? Or am I taking the, the clues that I'm seeing and like putting the pieces together to understand that this is what this person is doing to me? And sometimes I'll get like, no, you're probably like overthinking it. And again, I get that from my friends who can say that to me, the people who I trust and who have shown love and care to me. I can't get that from somebody I don't fucking know because then it's like, where are you coming from with this? So it's just like also realizing like what resources you can tap in, who you know is emotionally available and also who you know is also emotionally intelligent to relay to let you know what's real and what's fake. Um, And so that's just kind of like my whole take on it with like trying to like remain calm in like major situations. I know Kylie, like you tried to center this in a more of like a racial centered aspect because like I know there's been a couple of times where like people you don't even fucking know who are just like hey bitch get out the way and you're like what am i doing i didn't do anything wrong (laughs) well no i just i wanted to say that you had touched on some things that like really are at the core of this discussion which is like staying centered and balanced because it allows you to react to people who are trying to get you out of your sink and out of your flow Um, but also it's power games right and you kind of hit the nail right on the head. It's like emotional, being emotionally intelligent allows you to keep your leverage and allows you to keep your power in situations where people are literally trying to disempower you. I think that's kind of where um, some of the racial conversations got introduced just because I recently had an interaction um, at a gas station um, where I was, you know, it was late and I was pumping my gas and this attendant waited until after I was done 
and I was in my car just setting up my GPS and he comes and bangs on my window and starts yelling at me about how I'd been there for so long and that it's illegal and that he's gonna call the police and like saying some other nasty things that were like clearly racially motivated. Um, and it had been a long day and normally I'm very good at handling these types of situations. Today was not the day. Uh, I hadn't eaten all day. <laughs> it was just not, oh, I rolled down my She's like, you so caught fast. the wrong bitch on the right day. <laughs> it, yes, it was the wrong bitch on the right day. And I like afterwards, and afterwards I remember feeling like, oh, I could have handled that so much better. You know, if I wasn't like triggered, if I wasn't hangry um, and ready to be like, if you don't get the F away from my car, please do not make me step out of this car. And it's also that idea of like stepping out of character, which I feel like it's not necessarily stepping out of character because it's that graph, you know, you just fuck around and find out. Um, mm -hmm. So it was, I was very much on that end of the spectrum. I was upset, I was heated, I was, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, I drove away because had I, I realized I was at a point where I was not able to regulate and control the situation the way I wanted to, to get the results that I needed at that time. Um, I was tired, I hadn't eaten. And that, and that is also a, a sign of emotional intelligence, recognizing where you're at to achieve the goals that you need to achieve. So I drove away. I was like, I will drive off and I will come back and I'll file complaints in the morning when it's safe. Because it's also, it was night, it was dark. And who knows if I got out of that car and that guy was triggering me, prompting me, wanting that reaction he's clearly prepared to have this type of incident. And I wasn't, right? So for me- <laughs> so much most Sorry, when you say prepared, no, I'm, I'm playing with the, with the words real quick. I'm so sorry, Kylie, but it's like- Yes. I sometimes think them. about like people who are just ready to attack other people. It's like how prepared are they or how much are they actually reacting on instinct and internal bias? Like that's also another thing that I wanted to bring to the table too, because sometimes people who just pop off it's an internalized like behavior that has been conditioned in their spirit. Like, so I'm just curious to know like what oh. enables them to do that. And then also like, what is the environment that they live in for them to be that way and get away with it until Clearly. they meet the wrong person for their until wrong Until they person. meet the wrong person. Because I went back and I did my research. I was not kidding. And then I found out that there were all these other instances with this same attendee where he had denied access to restrooms for families of color, where he had targeted older couples and not given back correct change, where he had you know, threatened to call the police several times, had called the police in some instances. There's photos of this man just like verbally barraging uh, customers who pay for the service and he waits until after you pay to show out. Um, so I was heated about that. And I was not like, you know what? Um, it had just been on my mind. Uh, and then yeah. prowess, you, she handled her incident. So th these are two examples of. <laughs> Wait, let, let, let her see her real reactions. No emotional intelligence on my side. I was ready to whip ass, and I, <laughs> I'm don't. I, I, I'm like, look, you know what? You're in the wrong. You in my neighborhood at this point, and you about to get a call. You you about to get the goons up here because. Don't get on my car. You know, I, I just don't, I'm not going for it. And, and it, it's at this point in time too, at this air in this era, you do have to let people know when, when you're out of pocket, like I'm not about to be the bigger person, but the bigger person, I'm going to look your ass like the bigger person. Thank you. That's Thank where you. it is. Just I, like, I, don't I have feel like, 
I feel like it's like there's because there's a lot of situations where being the big well, or for me is like being the bigger man and it's like oh you gotta be the bigger man and I'm like yo sometimes it's like yo you've been at least from my experience mm-hmm. I've been told to be the bigger man so many times it's like yo but nah nah because you want me to bigger be a bigger man but no one's defending me right. I'm like the bigger the bigger man is gonna defend himself I'm like and it's like or defend the family that they have so it's like I don't like some. You want the betterment. You want the. You want your person to be like your your people to be the best that they can be. But at the same time, it's like I don't want to say that to somebody, and make them feel like, oh, well, that means you gotta be like, like I think people say that and don't know what that means. In my opinion, like when they say be the bigger man, sometimes being a bigger man is is handling that situation. Like sometimes the best way is like, yo, sometimes you can't communicate. Sometimes you have to handle that way because. Sure. That person is like some people take advantage of the fact that people are trying to take the higher road all the time. So they're like, "Well, I can be this low person all the time because no one expects anything right. of me." Like, nah, you can find out then. Find fuck around and find out. And, and <laughs> What's that sound, you, bitch? Fuck around, find out. <laughs> you gotta do yeah, it. Yeah, it's the graph. Yeah. The more you fuck it's around, the, the more you are about to find out. Don't exactly. Or Carlos, you did do an emotionally intelligent thing, which was you recorded. You had your phone yes, out. You were I ready. Yeah. So the smoke, you know, it's like, I don't feel like necessarily being the bigger person means that you are the most emotionally intelligent. Nah, it is how effective is it for you to dismantle the tools of the people who are attacking you, right? So if somebody right. is coming at you aggressively, the most immediate response will be to respond with aggression, right? Because it's like you meet someone at their level, but you had your phone and you yeah. didn't, you weren't like flying off the rails. You were not in a completely emotional state. You used your anger and your righteous anger at that to fuel a response that mm-hmm. was effective. And that's what emotional intelligence allows you to do. Cause you had your phone yep. out. You yep. shamed that man. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. Shame. Shame, I was like, look, you better hide, sir, you better hide because when I get ready to get this camera out on your ass, we're going to see what you do with 5 get a hold of this tape, okay? Um, that's how I was feeling. And it was just the energy. I think there is a need to have that transference of energy, but then it's what you do afterward because remember, Kylie, we talked about that, that ability to hold them accountable that, yes, I'm going to take this to corporate Yes, I'm going to take this above your head. Yes, I'm going to do something about it because now you don't get the chance to, you know, letting people slide is a license of letting them continue to do this harm to others. And harm will be continued to be done and continue to be done because they feel like they're they're unchecked. And there comes a time when you have to then cut the piranha's head off to be like, you're not ever going to use this again. It's done. You're, and you know whether you go and you need to regenerate a new head I don't know but you better find somebody else because that's just you have to be held accountable for those things and there's nothing wrong with saying I made a mistake and I apologize and people feel like the, when they have to do that there is something wrong like where people make mistakes there is mistakes I could imagine I, I did in that argument, right? There was things I was responsible for, my emotions that got out of control. There were things that I felt, you know, that I could have done better. So you apologize for them and move on. It's the need to walk around and be like, oh, I'm going to, 
you know, continue to do this to 15 other people. And Kylie, that seems to be the situation in your, in your experience where it was like this gas station attendant has been known in the community for doing this. And yet just no one has made them accountable because no one wants to have to do that work. Um, yes, 100%. Also the recording thing, I'm curious in Maryland, is it okay to, is, is there the one party consent rule with recording? Um, it isn't, but that's only related to recording on the phone. So most people would think that's all we got to say. You're yeah. done. <laughs> recording on cell phone is okay in the state of Maryland. Um, but if you are doing just simply audio, you do have to, um, it is a two party consent rule. So you have to record on cell phone, like a mechanical device which is great. Cell phone is, uh, you can actually, you're, you're within your rights to record because you are recording an interaction that includes yourself. And okay. so it's like, if I don't have to put you on there, but the audio, you can't just record that. So it's a little, it's a slippery slope, but like, you know, I'm not that far away from the DC line, which is only one party consent. So if I ever need to get somebody on tape, I just do that. <laughs> so right. <laughs> So when so Prowess invites you across the line. <laughs> mm -hmm. So speaking of recording, I've seen a lot of TikToks recently about swole maid cafes. Um, let's just pivot really hard right now. Have you guys heard of a swole maid cafe? Do you guys know what that is? No, I don't, I don't know what that is. What okay. is that? So do you know what a maid cafe is? Yes. I'm familiar. Okay. If you've been to conventions, there might have been some features. Um, with different uh, folks, or there might be like a cafe nearby that just says like, we're doing the Our Made Wednesdays or Our Made Saturdays. I think Away, or no, not Away, AFK in San Jose used to have a Made Cafe Day. Um, but sometimes Made Cafes, like they're not for me. I'm not really like into that niche of, of the anime world. Um, but some people really like maid cafes or like little maid girls dancing and doing the cute little things and like from the slice of life animes or whatever you want to call it. Um, I remember because uh, they had that uh, East Coast Gamer Con. They had that. I didn't go in. I just noticed. I was like, oh, there's a lot of maids in here. Is it going to be a parade again? <laughs> it's like, like going to be a <laughs> No, because remember, um, Prowess knows what I'm talking about. In Mag, there was like yeah, a bunch of people. It was a yes. gang of people just... Along jumping around yeah yeah and it was like oh is this happening again all right let me just be prepared and know what's going on so i don't trip <laughs> like, yep yes yes so main cafes um definitely come from japan um that's all i'm gonna say because i didn't do that deep dive of a of a of a research but if someone's like navi you're fucking wrong throw it in the chat where do main cafes come from um Prove me wrong is the theme here. I'm pretty sure that's right. I don't know. I can't be 100% sure, but I'm like, that has to be right. I'm not fact-checking I'm going to get 85. Happen. So there has been um, some rage on, uh, not rage, rave, rave, rage, rave. People have been raving about Swole Maid Cafes. So Swole Maid Cafe is basically a maid cafe where everyone works out and they got super muscles and they also wear their maid outfits and they're super strong. There are some pictures of them picking up their clients. There are some pictures of them just doing pull-ups. There are some there are some pictures of them just like, you know, just looking super beast mode, like just carrying around drinks and milk tea and all the muscle mommies. That is correct, Jopium. You are on the right page, my friend. Yes, sir. 
Um, so yeah, I thought this was great because it's like made cafes for me, like personally for me, like, and I'm not going to try to like make anybody feel wrong who likes going to those regularly, but they're very cringy for me. I don't like them. I don't like people dressing up as maids because for me, I don't like people dressing up as submissive beings, which has been culturally the thing. Um, I'm not saying that was the intention of what maids are, but like, unfortunately it has transformed culturally into like the submissive being who's supposed to take all your orders and all that stuff. Right. And so I'm like, I don't like that. So it's just kind of cool to see that there is like just a little bit of humor that is kind of added to just adding more muscles uh, and just kind of applying them in a cafe setting and applying them as, as part of the maid cafe culture. Um, Kylie, I see your eyebrows doing a thing. It looks like you have thoughts. Tell me about your thoughts. My girl is gone and frozen. Tell me about your thoughts, Prowess. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I get the idea behind it. Um, I do understand the need to have, um, you know, the, the fetish of, of having somewhat this real life manifestation. I think of like a, as you said, V, which makes sense, like a submissive, submissive type of, of role. I feel like, you know, it's just sort of more eye candy for, for folks to look at. Like if that's what your thing is, I'm not also into um, the, the maid uh, experience and I'm not into like the, the, the catering to fantasies of male otaku in any way, shape or form. Like y'all need to grow up and do what we all do. <laughs> find other sources outside you know what I mean like so I don't know about that I'm like I get it it's kind of interesting because um you know it's flipping the coin on the edge a little bit like oh this is something for women no talk to, to to gawk at and to enjoy but I don't know I feel like the idea of being like in a submissive space or you know wiping with towels and and kneeling to stir cream and sugar into my coffee or whatever spoon feeding me seems a little odd with someone who is like super swole. I don't know. It just will make me feel like I, I like the fantasy of it, but it just makes me feel some kind of way. I just don't want you around my coffee in general or preparing, you know, don't touch my food and don't put your, your spoons in my mouth. That's <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a Tommy Lee Jones graphic. Let me see if I can find it. Maid Cafe. No, Let me see if yeah. I can find it. Yeah, because um, now that you explain what a Maid Cafe is, um, or just just in general, because it can go and coincide with like Hooters and stuff like places like that. Like like mm -hmm. me personally, um, I've grown up. You know, like my I had my mom and my father. And my mom's like a very, very, very strong being. Um, so I like, like, I guess like when me and my girlfriend uh, first started dating, she was like in the habit of making the plates for the man because that's how she grew up. So she was making my plate and I'm like, Yo, what, are you, what are you doing? She's like, I'm making your plate. Nah, what you mean? Nah, I got it. <laughs> like, I got hands. <laughs> She's like, but let me make your plate. I'm like, you don't even know what I want. What are you, like, like. There's no, nah, I got it, I got it. Let me make your plate. You know, it's it's kind of like, ah, Abel, come on, bro. Abel. It's like, it's like, relax. But, um, now you're on time. It's okay. 
Grab me a river. Um, but um, <laughs> but basically, it's like I never, I never, yeah. It's like I, 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 I understand why other people might like it. Me, it's never been a thing. I like, but then again, it's like I've always been like, if anything gets me like attracted to anything in in any type of way, it's like the strength. So submissiveness kind of makes me like, uh, I guess I, that's cool. I, that's what you want to do. I don't. I can make my own coffee. You know what I mean? I always get. I can make my own stuff. I can do my own thing. You know, like someone making a making something for a gift. I guess someone stirring my coffee. What? What? Me? Cause you said go on me and stir your coffee, and then don't feed me. Don't put your spoon in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, I'm over here like, wait a minute. Oh man, what? Like my kid. Man, my kids was holding their bottles at, at, at damn near one month. Grayson was one hand in a bottle while I was watching um, anime late at night. Now they were up. Now they fighting each other. But um, stop fighting, evil Jesus. But it's like I don't know. It's all day, all day these two until they take it. Yeah, nap. I think this probably plays into, and I think Kylie, we may have touched on this before about like serve serve your man culture or men feeling that they need someone to serve them um because this is my like not this is a heavy assumption this is a, an assumption chat. this is an assumption i'm gonna say this is an assumption this is not facts but uh <laughs> there is a whole thing like like what you just talked about Grayson, about like how they was making your plate and you're like she doesn't need to do that and i remember i told you like that's freaking weird and you're like Wait, you think that's weird? I'm so glad you say that because no one else has said that. And then, like, I even, like, I sometimes joke around with Cash, but it's like, do you want some ice cream? And I show him the spoon. He goes, please don't fucking feed me that ice cream. And then he'll take the spoon for himself. Um, but, like, yeah, it's a weird, like, culture of, like, being served and being, like, catered to that way that, it, that there's a sense of, like, satisfaction. Um, that's not great satisfaction, and it yeah, doesn't really like... help the the narrative for 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 men to be better than that. Even though I know tons of men who are definitely better than that, but the main yeah, things are not helping. Yeah, I it's think... it's a thing. I'm sorry, my bad. But um, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead, Grayson. I'm like I talk on the show all the time. You are a guest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Well, from where? Because where I stand from, um. You know, especially me growing up, you know, I was always a uh, really great, um, the oddball out, um, where able stop, um, where it's like men wanted that and all that stuff, and that had to be a thing. And basically, it was the thing of it's it's like, you're killing me right now, um, but um, basically, um. I don't, I never liked it. I never thought it made sense. I don't know why men need a need a woman to serve them. Because, especially being like, because now I'm in the family mode of my life and all that. But it's like, you know, I reminisce on being single and living on my own and stuff like that. And it's like, nah, you have to cook for yourself. You have to learn how to clean your own clothes. You have to know how to do the daily chores of your household. If yeah. you have siblings, you have to know how to do that growing up. No matter if it's men or women that were your siblings, 
if you had a pet even more you had responsibilities of you being able to do that and if you as a man in my opinion if you as a man don't know how to clean yourself know how to clean your clothes how can you get a spouse or a significant other because you're going to smell like hot garbage on a normal basis like how does that work like i it's like for me it's like i don't know how that even works of you being with somebody if you can't take care of yourself if you can't even take care of yourself how you how 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 do you maybe you get somebody for like a, a little bit of time and talk to you but then they're gonna like take a whiff and it's gonna be that spongebob episode where, <laughs> Stop the SpongeBob. Stop. yeah it, it, i'm just saying and then and then they're gonna be like nah i can't i can't it's putrid and 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 for me it's like especially on a on a on a no i'm a, I'm a man so i can only speak as a, as as that perspective but it's like, oh, I need I need a woman to cook for me. What? Like, because to me, it's like a sabotage. It's like, oh, the, Pennsylvania, if, if, okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, Pennsylvania, it's it's a lot of it's a it's a lot it's a lot. I can always say that it's a lot. Um, but, <laughs> but basically, it's it's um for me, it's 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 like every time someone talks, oh, like like. Let's say for this, like my girlfriend likes cooking. She cooks daily, but that's because she likes to. It's not because I make her. There's sometimes if I see her too tired or she's not feeling well, I'm ordering something. And she's like, oh, thank you. It's like, yeah, I'm looking out for you. But at the same time, I would like some Popeyes. It's, like, it's just, it's, it's, and, and other times, you know, it's like I, if I get the chance to cook and it's a day off, because I usually work overnight, so I have the time and the space to do so, then I'll do so. But anything in a relationship, in my opinion, is like, you don't, I don't want no one to do something for me out of obligation. I want someone to do something for me because they want to. Yes. Because that's, that's what, that's what makes it feel good in that aspect. Yeah. You know, like, and some people get that yeah. misconstrued because of the way they grew up and their family lifestyles and stuff like that. But really, like, you know, nothing feels good if someone's doing it because they feel like they need to. It feels better when they want to. Because then they're going to put more love into it and more attention and more details into the aspect of things. And then it works out that way. So I still got you. I got you, bro. I got you. 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 Yeah. So I think the challenge, uh, the nuance of, like, these weird submissive cafes, I think just the having the swole thing is, is interesting. Like, I'm still stuck on swole cafes. Um, just because it's like a little bit more a sense of I think empowerment in the form of entertainment right so these are women who regularly work out who have like really big muscles whether if they're wearing the maid outfit or not I can't find the actual cafe name but I have seen it before but there is a muscle girl bar in Tokyo um, where it's just kind of cool like they get to flex they do kind of like the show flexing um, and then like folks like think it's really cool. So instead of it being like weird and hypersexualized where, yeah, they're still bartenders and they still have to serve you drinks. There's less of a weird submissive nuance and there's more of like, we get to flex and show our muscles as a form of entertainment. Like we get to show like what we've worked on to the people who attend and want their services. Um, so there is a YouTube link. We don't have the, the time to kind of share all of that today, but I will post it in the chat. So if you guys want to check that out, um, do it on your own time because the time is dwindling as we speak. <laughs> time is dwindling. Um, so let's go ahead and go into um, our next section. Um, 
let's see, I'm having a time real quick, so I'm so sorry that I'm taking a second with trying to get things out of the way here. We got this. There we go. While so, you're taking seconds. Yeah, I'm taking seconds. I'm taking hours. All right, so God of War coming up. I'm excited. Just nerdy. Um, I usually do a sound bit here, but right now uh, the sound is actually walking on OBS, so why not just like express that as transparency because people love transparency. Um, so God of War is coming out in November. Kylie and I have talked about it before on the show about God of War, the nuances with that in Groboda, about how people were just pissed that there is a black giant person on the video game even though she's not really a giant she is a child but she is of in norse mythology she's part of the giant people so people are just pressed about it they were pressed the same way that they were pressed about ariel from the little mermaid I'm tired of people getting pressed about little girls that are black showing up in video games get over it i'm tired of discussing it <laughs> uh so anyway i didn't even know that was a thing yeah no I mean, people were real oh. pressed they were also pressed about thor being plus size like <laughs> what? Oh, dad body? Oh my god. Wait, but but wait, you haven't seen these? Oh. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Thor, God of War. <laughs> I oh. know, um yeah, Thor is a nice thick boy. He is a thick, thick boy. Um do wait, would it be weird if I do a screen share so that way you guys can see it? No, it's weird. I don't think I can <laughs> set this up that fast. Anyway, no, I'm just share gonna... the class. Uh, okay, so we're just gonna be chaotic here, and this is fine. This is fine. Um, but yeah, this is fine. It is the chaos episode. This is the chaos emeralds episode. Yeah. Of... But it's like, see, when any any type of thing. See, but look, look at Thor. I don't know if you're watching the stream at the same time, but like basically, Thor is a Thor is a big boy. Who actually looks like he can just down a bunch of loggers and like cut like cuts down like a million trees in one swipe. Um, he deserves that. Um, he looks like a Norseman. Yes. Supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't comb his hair. He's trying to dread out his beard. He is yeah. standard mofo that drinks the IPAs. Like, let's go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like we like we've always known Thor. Yeah, but also with Ingroboda who is basically the wife of Loki, who it was revealed in um, God of War, or not God of War, the wife of Loki, what am I trying to say? I'm frazzled. Loki is actually Atreus, um, who is the boy that shoots all the arrows and stuff with Thor, like his son. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was revealed at the end of the the third God of War that that's who that is. And so like they're bringing in Angrabota, who's the love interest. Um, and people were real pressed that she was a little African American girl, and I'm just like, you guys are you need to chill because terrain, like, people are melanated in different parts of the terrain. Like, just just keep it. Like, just let let the let the show go. Like, I don't want I don't know. Kylie, help me, help me. I'm just rambling. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Save the world. I got you. I got you. Because it's like. It's the weird thing is on 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 all spectrums, even even if it goes to like people of color being in more nerdy media, uh, women being main actors in nerdy media, even though that's been a thing. But it's like a lot of the arguments that happen are from people that don't know what the hell they're talking about. A good example is She-Hulk, um, and oh, and it's it's <laughs> like it's like 
when they talk about stuff, it's like, oh, well, we're going to use logic. I'm like, you're using logic on a made-up thing or using logic from something that you are not born of and you do not have the study to to really have a sound argument. Like, you just looked up Google, you figured it out because you felt upset and you had a question, oh, is she supposed to be black? Let me look. No, she's not. Exactly. Now I'm really mad. And it's like, bro, I'm... what? Like, like they I were there. I love that you bring that up. Um, I did. I did get to see Neil deGrasse Tyson speak um, over this past week, and he was talking about movies. And he did calculations for Thor's hammer, right? And he was like, "However geeky you think you are, there is always someone out there who is geekier than you and who has mm-hmm. the gall <laughs> to <laughs> like correct your opinion as if it's fact, right?" So somebody had responded to Neil deGrasse Tyson's uh, equation. And was like, actually, <laughs> it's made of this material, and it only weighs blah blah blah. And he was just like, somebody said, actually, as if we weren't talking about an alien, as if we weren't talking about made up materials, as if we weren't talking about like all of these other factors. I was like, and they really was coming at you. And then one of his students was like, well, they didn't specify on what planet it weighed this much, right? So it's, it's just that funny discussion of like opinions, fandoms. And what is fact in a made-up universe? <laughs> like, this is myth. I know. There's just there's just a bunch of weird fatphobia going on between the nerds. Like, I thought nerds were already an oppressed group of people. That's the craziest thing with every one of these arguments is that nerds came up being oppressed by the jocks and the, the cool people. And then now that it become a popular thing, now we got this, like, generation of of or hordes of of Horse. asshats of of slap nuts who literally argues things, especially <laughs> when it's people of color or something different. Like I remember the Star Wars thing that was happening with when uh, the Obi Wan Kenobi show. Is Star Wars yeah. had to come out and say so in a whole universe, uh, an actual universe, Star Wars. You think there's no black people, but you've seen aliens and everything in the world, right? But you're worried about a black woman, yeah. Exactly. That, that was the, the best thing that I had I had seen was that idea around like, yes, you're suspending your, your disbelief for every single part of this universe and enterprise, but you can't suspend disbelief enough to have, you know, Moses Ingram in this role. That's that's when it comes to that, you have to have canon because what is canon from the people who created it? <laughs> if Lucasfilm says it's what it is, it's what it is. Like you are not the creator of this, so I don't understand where where you got your license to you know try to incubate your thoughts in into these enterprises, <laughs> these properties. Like you are not responsible for that. Everything's a town hall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everything's a town hall. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's a good. I love that mantra. <laughs> so I told myself that it's no not November for me because I'll be playing this video game throughout the whole month. No one gets to touch me. I will stand and I will sit in one place during the entire month of November playing the shit out of this game. I will stream it though. Like I will stream me playing this game. So I'll be streaming a lot more on Twitch because you said no not November. Yeah, there's no nuts happening in November because I'll be playing oh. Kratos has my soul. He's always had oh my, my soul God. since 2012. Like it's not gonna change. Oh my god, it's been 10 years. Ah! 2012 was 10 years ago. Did I just read that right? 
Wait, what? I think you did. I think you did the math. Yes, oh you math correctly. I've been playing this game for 10 years. Ooh. Yes. Uh. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Time is an it's been 10. Well, Kingdom Hearts is worse, right? Like, Kingdom Hearts, I've been playing that game since I was, like, oh, 13. 13. Yeah. <laughs> so, that was what year was that? That was, like, 2000 and... 2006? 2007? So, it's been a... It's been a long minute. Maybe it's sooner than that because I feel like Toonami was like like blasting the shit out of that game because that's when the PlayStation 2 came out. So whatever yeah. year the PlayStation 2 came out, Kingdom Hearts followed with Final Fantasy X. So, oh my god. I've been playing this game for 10 years. No wonder I'm obsessed. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Well, hopefully you take a day off for seeing Black Panther. Oh, yeah. yes. Yes. Of course. of course. Black Panther is coming out. I didn't even have that on the list here. Whoops. 11 11. 11 11. Should yes. I want an ugly cry in a theater? I sure do. I want to, I want to, I, I was about to spoil. It's not even a, I don't understand why it's a spoiler of who's the Black Panther in this one. I don't understand it. Because that's been in comics for a long time. I think they're, yeah, they're trying to drum up because it's so many people who are not that are into the enterprise that didn't want don't know anything about even the first film i didn't know that how many people don't have continuity from the first film i was very surprised when they were like three million people or something like that have are completely unaware of any of the of any of the the franchise or the property i'm like what how do you live in pop culture but you know that's that's a small fraction of people um considering and, and that's only in the U.S. I didn't survey people outside of the U.S., but it's like, yeah, you got to get up to speed before you watch the second film. You you need to, you can't be Wakanda forever and Wu-Tang is for the children if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Word. That's the crazy part. It's it's like, that's like, oh, I'm a Wu-Tang fan. I love all seven members. Wait, what'd you just say? <laughs> like, yeah. like, like, excuse you? I love that Red Man's in Wu-Tang. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. That's so funny. I, I get that mixed up all the time. I, I will sit there like while grocery shopping. I'm like, is Red Man part of the crew? Because he sure acts like it. <laughs> Damn sure. He's the close. He would be the closest. Like, any artist that wasn't in the crew, he's like the closest, in my opinion, of how they were. Yeah. He's definitely yeah. him. I but yeah, no, nah, it's... He's the 11th member for sure. I mean, he is officially the 11th member. It's like, he's not technically, but he, I saw him on tour and he said, I'm officially the 11th member on stage. So I'm like, that makes you, you know, yeah. you gotta, you gotta. Like, no one's gonna deny it. He got the chain, he got the medal, he got mm -hmm. the placard. He probably has a tattoo There's somewhere. <laughs> exactly. He probably has a Wu-Tang tattoo somewhere. It's just the hand. So it's more ambiguous. <laughs> it's not the same. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, oh, Grayson, they asked if you were a member of SPF before Lord Zay said it. So see? Word. <laughs> yeah, see, Word. that's a whole that's a whole last point right there. Like that people because you're associated so closely with something that's like, I think you're just the member. That happens in Seventh Street all the time. <laughs> Like where we have yeah. a saxophone person or saxophone person, we have a saxophonist who will often like regularly sub with us. 
And then, like, at that point, I'm like, they're just part of 7th Street. <laughs> yeah. They're just part I of the band. <laughs> that's how it, like, and then you wind up oriented to somebody. Because I feel like Grayson and I didn't officially meet. Well, we unofficially met because I would always meet Grayson when they were with Polonius. And I know that was like, it just was the fact that we would see each other, Grace, in that MAGFest. And F, definitely in the jam space, I've seen you several times. But we would yeah. train, and then, you know, you just don't, it's like until we were formally introduced, and it was like, oh, shit, okay, well, wait a second. So, yeah, I could see where that happens. Yes. No, that's true. Especially especially with the um, Retro Warrior. Because I, I still crack up about it, because I was like, when they first gave me the song, I don't know if they ever told you this story, but they, when they gave me the song, I didn't know that was going to be like the song they were going to like lead with to perform with for that long. So when they told me at the mag that they were performing, they're like, yo, we're going to perform this. And I had to remember my verse. And I was like, yo, I kind of went like Godspeed on that verse. And at the time I was like, yo, I got to, I got to remember this verse. So it took me all we can remember it. And then Zay, you know, Zay, um, oh he's, my God. he's like, so he's so honest and I love him for it. So he's like, yo, man, if you can't do it, you don't have to go on stage. I'm like, no, no, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. And I did it. And it was like a very gratifying moment. And we did like a, I did, I think I did the uh, next gen show with them in Orlando and they did it a few times in, um, in South by Southwest. I can never make it. Something always came up. And, but basically like for a while, it's like, that was a leading song. And I'm like, 50% of the song on my verse. So I'm like, yeah, people would think I'm a part of the, or, or the group. <laughs> like, I wouldn't yeah. even be surprised at that point. So Nathan in the chat just talked about how Lativia uh, tried to get verified as an official member for Destiny's Child as part of Destiny's Child because she was part of being one of the founding members. Uh, but Twitter declined her request. <laughs> Yeah. Rejected. Wow. Oh God. So it's so <laughs> rude. It's so freaking rude. Burning is everything. Yeah. All right. Damn. Well, they said, don't me... go chasing waterfalls, Lord. <laughs> oh no, we don't got stories. Okay, so that's okay. Uh, I just double checked the end of the episode because we're pretty much at the end of the episode now. So we, the story thing didn't work. So maybe I'll just like promote it over the week to see if people will just submit some stories. You know, I think that might be a good idea um, because I would love to read some stories and then to give advice that is good, bad, or generic. What do you guys think? Yeah. <laughs> um, anywho, I don't believe, I think I'm just, this week, unless I'm tripping, I think we have, hey Grayson, have we shouted you out as a Big Move Monday already? Wait, what happened? Have you been a Big Move Monday? Have we posted about you on our Instagram? Um, I don't believe so, maybe. We're proposing to you. All right, Big Move Monday goes to Grayson. And a Big Move Monday, baby. It's happening live. It's happening live. <laughs> Wait, we've never, I don't think we've had like a Big Move Monday, like, and said it to their face, like, you're a Big Move Monday. <laughs> we've talked to people after the fact. That's hilarious. No, we asked people. We asked people before the episode, and then we're like, "Do you want to?" No, no, we asked them before the episode, but we post the Big Move Monday like after the fact, or we've had people like come onto the show after we've like shouted them out. So this is like momentous. Yeah, yeah. So we will post you on Instagram uh, (laughs) to say you are Big Move Monday, so that way folks can listen to your new album, listen to Identity Crisis Four Hero Saga. 
Yeah. Where can people find it, Grayson? Um, it is on my Bandcamp, uh, Grayson.bandcamp.com. Um, it is on. Oh, Abel. Um, <laughs> uh, why are you messing with me so much? Um, it is also on all streaming platforms. Um, to make it easier for everybody, I put Hero Saga. So if you look up Grayson and see Hero Saga, it'll be easier to find. Because I thought if I typed in Identity Crisis Part 4 Hero Saga, it would be too much. <laughs> um, yeah. I got, I got better with marketing. But um, <laughs> but basically, you know, Hero Saga is uh, available everywhere. Um, YouTube Music, Spotify, mm-hmm. I, uh, Apple, iTunes. Um, you know, my son is beating me up. Stop beating me up. Um, <laughs> and basically... Um, these are any anything that I might be missing and more likely is on there because I uploaded it beforehand so I could pitch it to playlists and stuff like that. So it's it's definitely up everywhere now. Dope, dope shit. Yes. Go follow Grayson. And don't have little D breadhead energy. Listen to this project and I'm and or you're gonna deal with us on Lady Blurs. Yes. Go listen. Yes. Listen. Listen to this. All right, y'all. Well, I think that is basically it for today. Do we have any last words before we close out? I, I do. Um, if you if you're doing a thing in life, you know, with every significant other and your people, make sure you know there's twins in your bloodline. Okay? Because this episode is brought to you by Sleeping Grace and Abel. <laughs> Was almost asleep. <laughs> nah, he he's 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 been beating me up the entire episode. <laughs> yeah, he tired them out. If you guys want to know parenting tips and tricks, watch this episode because Grayson <laughs> did the damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I did an interview with both of them while and out, going up and down. People didn't even know as I went up and down the stairs. <laughs> Poured two fantastic. cups of juice in one handed. <laughs> awesome, that's amazing. All right, well, thanks everyone for listening for today. This is Lady Blurred Sings the Blues. You can find this episode in RSS format on your favorite podcast app, which is on Spotify, Apple Pods, SoundCloud, even Napster. Napster is still doing the damn thing. I don't know. Word. I don't know. Uh, Not that Napster. <laughs> you can find us also on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter under Lady Blurred Podcast. Um, and we also have a Thursday series. Uh, Often, more times than not, we will always promote when we do a show. I know we've been a little bit inconsistent lately these days because life just gets in the way, um, but that's okay. We're all full human beings, so like sometimes like we just have events that we have to take care of and we normally can't be here to see you, but we will always promote when we come back and we will try not to be gone for more than a month. Actually, the irony of that is December might be that month where we might be gone. So please anticipate that we'll probably only do Thursday shows in December only, but you'll please still see us out for the remainder of November. So um, other than that, thanks everyone. Thanks for being here and have a wonderful week. Bye.